0: Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast formerly known as the All the Good Names Are Taken podcast. And why do I call it formerly known as? Well, that we'll have to wait for later in the episode. Ah uh, yes, the good old-fashioned suspenseful teaser. I would tell you, but I want to keep you here with me right now, so you'll have to wait around and see. We're here, actually. But first, let's acknowledge the elephant in the room. That elephant being a pandemic-inducing virus and the room being... The whole world. We're definitely going to talk about that. Next, I'll tell you about where I've been and the roads I've traveled. Then I'll tell you about some of my fun little hobbies I've picked up along the way. And then finally, we'll get into that whole name of the podcast business that I previewed earlier. So sit back, relax, and spend a little time with me. Now, Many argue about its origins, its potency, and some, its very existence. But the coronavirus, COVID-19, is here, and the most scientific terms you will ever hear is very much a thing. If you are listening to this sometime in the future, right now it's May 2020, almost June. Right now I'll provide you a small but brief time of events. I promise you I'm not the type of podcast, but for just today, it's always great to have some context. First, let's go over the what. What we are calling the coronavirus is identified as COVID-19, formerly known as the 2019 novel coronavirus. That's actually the name of the disease. The virus that causes it is known as Severe Acute Respiratory Syndrome Coronavirus 2, or SARS-CoV-2, or SARS-CoV-2. Those of us familiar with the SARS acronym now know what that stands for. The disease has the number 19 to denote the year it was discovered in this case. The earliest known cases as of now happened in December 2019 and rapidly spread from there. By the end of winter 2020, it was in every known country in the world. To date, millions have contracted it, thousands have died from complications of it, and thousands have recovered from it. Those are the reported facts. And now, the world fights this with no clear declaration of victory in sight. In America, Where I live, it all seemed so far away. Until it didn't. Sporting events and festivals canceled. Schools shuttered. Businesses closed, some forever. Social distancing flattening the curve, stopping the spread. Buzz phrases that all became the rage. This is what I know. Many have died. Many more will before this is all over with. In addition to lives, some dreams will die as well. Such as that small business owner, whose business started off to a little fanfare and even less money. But somehow, they were able to carve out a little niche for themselves, gain a little foothold. And over time, started to really see some light at the end of the tunnel. And wouldn't you know, this year was shaping up to be their biggest year yet. But then came March. And as the pandemic came marching in, that business's survival probability went marching out. According to the recent U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, 20% of small businesses fell within the first year. By year five, that number increased to 50%. For me, this is a very real, very poignant topic, because I am that small business owner. I've had my own small business for a little over two years now. It wasn't easy work, but I was building something. Slowly, it did not take off. Some months were okay, some months were terrible and some months were even worse than terrible. But I knew, I knew that to be part of the trade-off. Financial stability for a possible payoff in the future. Year one, that payoff did not come. But that was to be expected. I started with no clients. Year two, I picked up some steam. Instead of worse than terrible months, there were just terrible months and not so bad months. But we found a system and the success started trending upwards, upwards into year three. And year three started out fantastic. In the three months leading up to March, I had my best months ever. And then March came and everything stopped. One by one, getting calls and texts from clients informing me that my services won't be needed for the foreseeable future. And just like a health bar in a fighting game, my HP went to zero pretty quickly. And there will be no continue button for me. I'm proud of my business. It's something I built myself brick by brick. It served its purpose. And unfortunately, it's, it did not survive this. I don't have the luxury of sitting back and feeling bad for myself. I have to get back into the game. That's how these things work. But my story is just one story in many an epic poem we are all playing a part in. We've all been affected proms canceled, weddings rearranged or postponed indefinitely, loved ones said goodbye too much earlier than you're ready for. Let's touch on the weddings one for a second. Imagine there you are getting ready to say yes to forever with another individual and now you're given that ultimate are you sure question mark. I feel many will still get married but for some this gives them time to consider and reconsider and all of a sudden Well, forever is quite a long time, isn't it? And maybe this is a sign. Dear listener, right now there is someone who knows for a fact they are leaving their significant other when it is now free to move about the country. And the other person has no idea. Or maybe they do. My niece is a senior in high school. Yep, I'm old. But she does amazing at school. She was on all the teams and all the honor rolls. And this year was great, going great for her. But now she doesn't get a prom night where she's allowed to hold hands with her boyfriend and nothing else, nothing more, says her overprotective uncle. She doesn't get to walk across that aisle with her family and friends, watching, cheering on her accomplishments. She doesn't get to work that crappy part-time summer job leading up to her first year of college, as that is a rite of passage for many an incoming freshman. Namely, all that was snatched away from her. Like that. And I've had friends lose loved ones recently. While their pain is mine to share with them, their story is not mine to tell. But these are the stories unfolding, and many more like these. And more will unfold as we go. The world will be changed, and its people in it. A little worse for the wear, perhaps, when we get to the other side of this. and that's just it, there will be another side to this, eventually, where this will cease to be a threat that it is today. When businesses get back to businessing the business, people will play and laugh and dance together. And as this gets further away in the rearview mirror of a time, we will move on. And we will find a new normal, as is life. But we will all remember when it stopped. And time stood still, and nothing felt the same. Switching gears. During my business's last operating week in March, I was busy. How busy? On the road every day of the week. Two flights, two road trips, ten total states busy. I've never had so much planning, executing, failing, recalibrating before in my life. Flights were booked. Flights were canceled by the airlines. Flights rebooked at the eleventh hour. Speaking of flights. Those were the emptiest flights of my life, if not for the reason they were empty, and also my acute fear of falling out of the sky, plummeting to certain doom due to the constant turbulence, they would have been the best flights of my life. I'm not a small man, and I'm often having to fight over space when I'm on flights, conceding a bit of leg room if I could just use the armrests nestled between myself and the passenger next to me. Giving them that apologetic look and shrug as my shoulder signal that I'm an athlete that my gut would portray otherwise. So. To have a whole row to myself was only akin to the feeling of flying first class for me. The flights themselves, eerie. The flight staff doing their best to remain calm while the stress was visible in their faces. The plane's palpable tension as we fly into the known yet unknown destination. Everyone holding the collective breath when a passenger unsuccessfully tries to stifle a random cough. The rush off the plane and out of the airport in a time that would make a Jamaican sprinter proud. Those were the tense moments for me, but also, if I'm allowing myself a bit of imagination, a little enjoyable. I'll get back to that thought later. As I would categorize myself as cautious, others would call me paranoid. I would dump the top layer of clothes that I wore after getting off the plane. For the most part, I wore things that I knew I would not miss and wouldn't be of much use to anyone else. Except my blue hoodie. That was one of my two favorite hoodies. It was nondescript, no special designs, not particularly comfortable or warm. I didn't look better in it than I did in other hoodies. Nope. I just liked it. And now it's gone. But a small price to pay when you're driving 17 hours back home. And drive I did. I have a fondness for driving. I always have since I've gotten my license. Instead of taking the fastest road, I try to take the most scenic when possible. I have driven through towns, up coast and around cities near and far. There's just something romantic about your thoughts, the roads, and the many miles you have to keep. Watching the other cars go by, wondering where they've been, wondering still where they have to go. Even the gas stations with their different personalities. One selling corn and fireworks, the other selling overly large t-shirts, and the rhythm There's a rhythm to driving. A zoning out you can do while still maintaining safe awareness, even on a road you've never been before, but somehow know exactly where to go. Well, thanks to the road signs and the GPS. these trips did not disappoint for me. In the car when it was just myself and the road, no hourly updates on the numbers. Sometimes I'd listen to music. Sometimes the hum of the tires hitting the gravel was the only expression I needed for a week. I got to say one last sweet goodbye to a chapter in my life. The time when I tried to do something different and it failed. And while I do have regrets, I am moving on and not looking back. But at least I got to say goodbye to my business on a high note. In the meantime, I'm doing what I can. Applying for jobs, picking up hobbies, honing crafts, crafting skills, skilling traits. One thing's for sure. If and when I make it out of this thing, I'll be a lot more well rounded and marketable. If only there will be jobs to be had once this thing is over. I make as few trips possible so stores I remain open. While I'm not as worried about getting that thing myself, due to having an absurdly healthy body, I am surrounded by people with compromised immune system. But my past few weeks have felt adventurous, ah, returning to that note. Scavenging for supplies, boarding planes to adventure, driving roads that are significantly less crowded than ever. Researching preventative measures and learning way more about diseases than I ever thought I would. Finding things to demolish, build, and prove. Planning for the best and worst case scenarios like, I feel like the titular character in a post-apocalyptic world, especially after every little victory. For example, taking that chance and going to one more store to see if they have those vaunted, sacred, disinfectant wipes. Finding that they are indeed stocked with them and deciding to take only what I need so that others may survive. That's my way of doing my part. After all, I don't have a scientific background. I'm not immeasurably wealthy, and I'm not essential staff. <laughs> what a hero I am. Speaking of essential workers, I have an enormous amount of admiration for them, with a hint of jealousy. As I was traveling this country, I saw the construction workers and the road craftsmen steady at work, paving new ways, building new constructs, and I thought, how appropriate. I also thought, how fortunate. Not fortunate in the risks they are taking. Fortunate in the freedom they enjoy in my mind. The sun on their backs, a gentle breeze on their face, something to do into the wee hours of the night until it's time for a good night's sleep. And then I realize I'm over romanticizing things. Sure, that's the experience for some, but some don't want that risk in construction or other industries. I know that fast food worker doesn't want to risk their lives for close to minimum wage and impatient souls who want their damned iced coffee. I'm equally sure that Uber Lyft driver doesn't love the idea of being on the road not knowing if their next rider will be bringing a very unwanted guest with them. I'm certain the supermarket worker stresses how they have to stress to customers to follow the rules, keep their distance, and not to hoard supplies. And finally, I'm sure the nurses and doctors are overly exhausted from combating with death, grief, and supply shortage. I'm aware of all this, but with the very real concern of running out of money soon, I'm just a bit envious. So I've been applying to jobs. It's an arduous task. Mostly because it's boring, so very boring, super boring. But hopefully, it will be rewarding before I'm out in the street. With the remaining free time I've had, I've been pouring into my creative endeavors. I've been writing more. Probably have made more videos in the past three months than I did all of 2019. But what I am enjoying most by far is learning how to play the guitar. I started a few months back eager to pick up a musical hobby. And <laughs> now it saved my life. I think the voice is the greatest instrument of all. And there's something ethereal about the piano. Favorite has always been the guitar. I can go into all the technical reasons why the guitar is amazing and talk about this master and that. But I don't have to. The guitar? is just cool. I've been in it since October and I'm quite terrible. Or, I'm a beginner rather. I watch all the videos and get equal parts inspired and discouraged. Inspired because it shows me where this instrument can go to heights that seem impossible. Discouraged because I feel I have neither the talent or the time to ever reach those heights. They may as well be impossible for me. I was never a music prodigy. I didn't start early. I didn't make any breakthroughs my first night or first week. I don't Think I have a latent ability that once unlocked, I'll be a force to be reckoned with. I won't achieve fame, fortune, and glory. But those are not the things I'm seeking. Things have either come naturally for me, and I excel pretty quickly, or things are difficult, and I move on to something else. Well, this right here does not come natural to me. And I am struggling. I suck right now. And I love it. I am embracing the suck. I am learning to love the journey because it will be a long one. Every single note that rings out perfectly, every chord I strike right, every song I somehow muddled through, I'm enjoying every moment of it. My goal isn't to be the best ever. It's to see how good at this I can be just because I enjoy it. And now, I'm making progress. Little by little, day by day. The ritual of practice. Repeating exercises over and over and over again until they become muscle memory. On the good days, that is. On the not-so-good days, I'm reminded that I'm a beginner, screwing up routines that I nailed just the day before. I'm embracing this, because at some point, I'll be some semblance of good at this. I'll forget to practice, and instead pick up and jam. I'll skip a day because I'm too busy and have things to do, and I'll just do more tomorrow. I'll let my current guitar collect dust as I move on to better and more expensive gear. I'll have hard opinions about musicians. Okay, okay, so I actually already have those, but moving on. I'm embracing the time I have to put into this because it's time I have. And as we are so painfully reminded, time is the one thing you can't get back. And before you know it, yours is up. Speaking of time, we've neared the end of this episode. I know you were just getting comfortable. But not to worry, I'll be back. A few months back, I finally got my podcast accepted to the Apple platform. I have been trying since my podcast started for it to get listed as it's such a huge platform. So as soon as I got the green light... I looked up my podcast, only Apple platform, and found it along with another podcast with my same exact name. Worse yet, our episodes were intertwined. One episode would be theirs, and the next episode would be mine. Although we discussed very different things, it was hard to tell us apart. At that point, I was left with two options to keep my name and keep producing episodes and hope they change theirs, or give up the name. i so lovingly chose over all other names well time to come clean i have a confession to make that name was never meant to be permanent for me this podcast was never meant to be just me the name just like me being a solo host was always supposed to be a placeholder until my co-host joined and we could think of a name together well the co-host never joined and i ran with the name much longer than i intended to Because it is a catchy name, after all. And, if I felt like it, I would keep the name. I would continue to put out content let the listeners decide which podcast should clearly keep the name. However, as this is my show, I think a name to reflect that is a bit more appropriate. And realistically, it didn't take me a long time to think of a new name. After all, I just had to think, what is this podcast? It's me talking to you, giving you my point of view. At its heart, That's all it will ever be. Henceforth, let this show be known as As Told by Reese. And if you get that reference, you're amazing. If you don't, you're incredible anyway. So there we have it. It was a nice scenic ride, but eventually we got there. And There's much more to go along the way. As I said earlier, there will be another side to this. There will be a win. And when that time comes, we will all be changed. A little more weary from all this. A little more vulnerable. As such, I hope we can all be a little nicer to each other. Or if not, a little bit more understanding. Thanks for spending time with me, and I'll see you later.